Yeah, I was literally at the grocery store getting some stuff and my alerts went off. I just figured it was like a Discord message or something, but no. It was a new governing council member. Um, so kind of like raced home, back to the office, did some research. A lot of interesting stuff. Um, we're going to talk about it, but um, a big part of it is like how coupons kind of come into it. I know we talk about coupons a lot in uh, in the Dare community. It's kind of a meme at this point. Um, but yeah, I think this uh, Mandela's governing council member is going to be a catalyst for a few interesting things. And most notably for me, uh, a council member in uh, the food industry. I can't remember who it was. It was like Mance or Lehman or it was one of those guys that mentioned, you know, diversity is a big aspect of the governing council. And, uh, you know, we, we got to get some, we got to get some more members on there who aren't just, you know, technology, education, those kinds of stuff. Having more sectors on there is, uh, is really important. So, and then of course, we got all the stuff that went down over the last couple of days. So we got a lot to talk about. I think, you know, what we'll do, we'll dive into it. It's been a week and it's only Wednesday. So let's get into it. Let's get rocking. Hashgraph enthusiasts. We're live. You're listening to the Hashgraph Enthusiast Show. Hosted by Brandon Davenport, a.k.a. It's Brandon D. Yep. Another week. Another week. Um, yeah. It's been an interesting one. Um, I think what we're going to do is we're literally just going to dive into it. New governing council member, Hedera, big stuff. Um, also to a huge shout out to everyone supporting the show. Um, it is available on YouTube, Apple podcasts, Spotify, all the major platforms out there. We've got the video version now, which is fantastic. It's continuing to uh, improve. Got a lot of cool things happening. Big plans for the show, but it's not possible without the supporters who literally just send HBAR to a Hedera account and support the show. Um, and uh, been able to make a lot of upgrades to, uh, to the program, which is awesome. This is episode 113, HBARBarians at the gate. I was thinking about this episode, um, especially, you know, at the top of the week on Monday, there's a lot of energy in the, in the Hedera community around some announcements, some ideas, and, and it really kind of kicked off a new level of conversation when it comes to, um, how retail fits into the Hedera ecosystem and, you know, looking forward at potential missed opportunities. And so there's a lot to talk about in that respect, because there's been a lot that's happened. It feels like the last 
48 or 72 hours has been an entire month in the Hedera ecosystem. It's crazy. Um, but, oh yeah, get everything you need to know about the show at hashgraph.news. I'm super stoked about getting that domain name. I, I can't believe I got it. Um, so, basically right now, with the show is I was working on it and this morning a new governing council member was announced um, and that is Mandela's who is the maker of Oreo, Ritz, Cliff Bar, Tate's Bake Shop Biscuits and Snacks, Cadbury, Dairy Milk, like Toblerone, like a, a huge multinational corporation and it's interesting for me because some, a conversation I've seen in the community around governing council members and the governing council is like, you know, supply chain is a huge aspect of, I think, the value proposition Hedera brings. We've seen quite a few supply chain use cases. I mean, if, if folks recall, you know, Hyundai announced um, a supply chain use case on Hedera. And that was in the automotive space. So we're seeing some more diversification in those use cases, but then also having this, you know, new governing council member in the food and and beverage space um, is really, really interesting. And like, what we'll do is we'll just take a look at their site. Um, Mondela's International, Snacking Made Right. <laughs> uh, I did accept cookies on this page, by the way. Um, and right on the homepage, you know, you see their promises to, you know, reach net zero emissions by 2050. And so to me, you know, when you look at Hedera, when you look at the positioning of the governing council, when you look at, um, what they're going after, it's pretty clear, you know, a lot of these corporations and companies and enterprises and organizations are, you know, definitely focused on. Um, net zero goals and and uh, carbon friendliness and ESG and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's one thing. But the other thing is, um, you know, just a new space, food. Um, and we look at the logos down here, like Philadelphia cream cheese, Toblerone, Halls, Oreo. Um, we'll take a look at some of the names uh, later in the show. But yeah, this this is. Uh, Mandela's and we can see the tweet from Hedera and this is the first thing that I really wanted to highlight just before we dive into the details which is um, this video that Hedera did that's um, a little I found it to be and I mean folks can correct me if I'm wrong but it feels a little different than other kind of like announcement videos um, that Hedera you know released four governing council member announcements. I'll maybe just play it real quick for folks listening live on X. Um, you'll, you'll, I, I think there's some audio to this or is it just music? Yeah, I think this is just music, but basically um, it's just like, you know, footage of their, uh, of their factory and, and flashing all these brands like Ritz crackers, Oreos, all those kinds of stuff. And, it's really fascinating to me because this is a really branded video. Like this is really um, this new governing council member saying like, Hey, yeah, you know, we're big, we're bad. We're coming into Hedera. We're coming in hot. 
they're showing footage of their supply chains with their products running through it. There is definitely some attention to detail and some effort being put into this, uh, this video, you know, it, it shows kind of, Oh yeah, there's this, this ending part too of like what future will you build and stuff like that. So also too, if we look at the, uh, the blot, like on Hedera's website, uh, let me try to pull this up here. Um, the actual image that they're using for the announcement, um, is, you know, hello, sweet future, right? So this just to me feels a little more of like an integrated announcement than we've seen in the past with governing council members joining, um, a lot of the media that came out, the images, all those kinds of things definitely feel to me like this is a governing council member that's like coming in hot. You know what I mean? And it feels like they're really trying to make a statement with this. So off the, off the gate, just, you know, the, the books cover here and I'm judging it, um, you know, so far so good. <laughs> and then kind of like from the marketing angle as well, we've got, uh, this morning, um, alongside the announcement, we've got uh, head of marketing at, at Swirls Labs, Christian Hasker, um, opening a box of of Oreo cookies that are branded as Hedera, like with the Hedera logo on them. Uh, we'll just take a quick look at this clip. Happy Valentine's Day, Hedera community. Oh, yeah, Valentine's Day. Today we welcome Mondelez to the Hedera Council. And Mondelez owns different brands like Cadbury, Toblerone, Milka, Chips Ahoy. Maybe one of the more famous ones worldwide is Oreo cookies. <laughs> Delicious. And here we have special Hedera cookies. I think these, these will be a thing. We'll go here. Yummy. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's eating a, an Oreo with a Hedera logo on it. He's uh, very pumped about it. And Happy Valentine's Day, Hedera. Um, for me, you know, when I look at this again, it's that integration of the announcement. There is like a very strong partnership there, like, you know, custom custom packaging for a uh, custom Oreo cookie for Hedera. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if another governing council member yet has, has kind of done uh, kind of like an experiential marketing type thing quite like that yet. Um, so right out the gate, right from what the community's seeing from what I'm seeing, um, as, uh, you know, this announcement really starts to roll out this morning. I'm, I'm feeling like, okay, this is a very substantial announcement. This is something that is hitting a little, uh, a little more on the mark, than other governing council announcements have hit. And not to say that past governing council member announcements haven't hit. I mean, we've had some incredible governing council member announcements. Something about this one, I don't know. It just, it feels a little different. I think, it, you know, like I said, it's because it's the food and beverage industry. It is a fresh kind of zone. It's integrated. And also... I, I, you know, the memes that are going to come out of this, I don't know. There's just something, there's something, uh, unique about, about, uh, this announcement. 
this governing council member announcement, and we'll go over some some details about it. But I mean, it was covered in uh, CoinDesk, Financial Times. Um, they're coming in hot. I think literally also too. Just as this show is happening right now, um, Genfinity. Shout out to uh, King Solomon and, and the Genfinity team there. Um, they're doing a, they're doing a Spaces uh, on X right now um, about this and also about. Um, how SKUX comes into this potential use case because, as we know, um, Melendez has already kind of been leveraging SKUX for a few different aspects of how they're leveraging Hedera. Like, it's very, very interesting stuff. So let's dive into a few details here. Um, so Melendez is a leading multinational food company with iconic global and local brands such as Oreo, Ritz, Cliff Bar, Tate's Bake Shop, Snacks, you know, Cadbury, all that kind of stuff. We've been over that. These are just some quick excerpts from the uh, article on the Hedera website and a few other articles. Um, so <clears throat> as a member of the Hedera Council, Mondela's International, whose mission is to empower people to snack right, um, <laughs> I mean, that's quite a, that's quite a, a slogan. There's a few people, there's a few responses to this governing council member announcement, which is like this, these people make junk food and give people diabetes and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay. I mean, if we're going for supply chain use cases, if we're going for TPS, if we're going for whatever, I mean, these are, these are the kind of companies that are going to be driving that stuff. So I, th I think, you know, more moral, compass aside i mean we all like a good cookie now and then so i think we're all guilty of partaking but i can understand um so as a member of the dare council uh mondelez is working to develop innovative distributed ledger technologies uh Solution based solutions on Hedera initially focused on digital transformation initiatives we've heard that phrase quite a bit uh supply chain management and enriched business processes to help enable customer experiences. So what does that mean? Basically, they're trying to make their company more efficient, their supply chains more efficient. Um, and, you know, when they say things like enhanced customer experience, that kind of falls back on what we hear a lot in this ecosystem, which is kind of like consumer engagement. And that falls right in the pocket of coupons, these different types of things. So these, these are the kind of things we're getting at. These are the kind of things we're chipping away to. Um, and it does feel like we're getting closer, which is, which is uh, you know, really, really exciting. A um, few, other, few other pieces here. This is where kind of like the SKUX stuff comes in. Um, but one example is showcased in Mondelez's current work with SKUX, a rising fintech payments platform company. SKUX and Mondelez are expanding... Um, a consumer service program enhancing consumer offer experiences by adding near real-time SKUX digital payment options alongside coupons, mailed paper checks, and vouchers. The next generation use case leveraging Hedera will serve as the real first world adoption of DLT to track the supply chain of consumer-based goods, right? Uh, or, or some consumer packaged goods. You'll see this phrase too. I think this is a big phrase we're going to see in the Hedera ecosystem is like CPG consumer packed goods if Hedera is really going to be leaning hard into supply chain this is really kind of at the heart of what that's about um, so the SKUX stuff basically what that's about again is they mention 
um, you know, coupons, mailed paper checks, vouchers. It's all about digitizing and modernizing um, how consumers interact with these kinds of uh, packaged goods. And very often that, you know, of course is, you know, the form of coupons and rewards and different things like that. So digitizing those things, tokenizing those things, that's been a big topic in this ecosystem. And I think that now you bring in a governing council member that is in the food and beverage space, in the supply chain space, um, that could be a major catalyst for a few of these different things taking off. And we'll, and we'll take a closer look at, at that just in a minute. But um, so another excerpt from, the, from these articles and pieces um, are, uh, the Hedera Council is a consortium of over 30 highly diversified organizations governing the Hedera Network, a sustainable public ledger, blah, blah, blah. As one of the largest snack companies in the world, Mandela's International's exploration of DLT will further strengthen its ability to help customers on their digital transformation journey with the goal to innovate customer engagement. Uh, and then there's a quote, we are excited to announce our commitment to digital transformation, exploring distributed ledger technologies alongside Hedera. Um, they're looking to solve problems. So basically in that, in that kind of press release in this news, we can, we can draw already a couple, a couple conclusions, which is of course, number one, it's been really drilled into our heads that, um, potential gut. And, and I think Mance, uh, you know, the co-founder of Hedera really drives this point home, which is new governing council members. There's a huge focus on, them needing to be building on Hedera. So they're not going to add a new governing council member if that proposed governing council member is not planning to or is building on Hedera. So that's a big sign that like you can safely assume from what's in the press release and also what we know about the governing council's posture towards new members is, you know, this giant company is building on Hedera and we're getting glimpses of what exactly they're building. And it turns out what they're building is pretty much in line with what we've been seeing. So there is a big trend picking up here. And it's interesting because it's not what we're used to, which is like um, the strictly kind of like ESG carbon type stuff. This goes a little a little more broad uh, when it comes to uh, supply chain stuff. So some quick stats about Mandela's is they have a revenue of $36 billion dollars. That was in 2023. They've got assets worth $71 billion, 91,000 employees. That's, that's big. And they've got operations in over 80 countries. So that is like a really big um, company. Like this is a huge enterprise, arguably, you know, one of the largest on the governing council. And there was a great thread posted by um, James Cook uh, at... James Cook, 31337. I actually see uh, James listening right now. Shout out to you. This was a cool graphic that you shared and a cool thread. Um, so James shared on X uh, post that was one of these kinds of diagrams of, you know, hey, here's this giant conglomerate company. Here's what they're um, connected to. And so this image is kind of spreading around the Hedera ecosystem. And it is true. I mean, this is a huge multinational company that is in again the food space and the brand names here are all recognizable we've all enjoyed these brands from time to time some are guilty pleasures um 
And furthermore, um, when we look at the new coupon standards, right, we talk about coupons all the time. A quick refresher is, um, you know, there is the existing 8110 coupon standard that everyone uses. That standard is being sunset and there is going to be a new coupon standard, AI 8112, um, that leverages Hedera that the industry is going to uh, move to. So that's really exciting. And that's been in the works for a long time. There's been a lot of substantial announcements around that that we've talked about. So there's a lot of really great movement with with the coupon use cases. But um, when we actually take a closer look and you kind of zoom out, you see, you know, Mandela's uh, amongst other giant food conglomerates, right? Like PepsiCo, Kellogg's, Mars, General Mills, Procter, you know, and then these other giant brands like Unilever, Procter & Gamble, um, so... <clears throat> Johnson and Johnson. And these are companies that are going to be leveraging um, this new coupon standard, right? So on the Coupon Bureau website, the organization that is that is kind of shepherding this new 8112 coupon standard into the world, uh, built on Hedera, um, they have, you know, summarized kind of the brands that have committed to this new coupon standard and are looking forward to integrating it, um, which are many of those names. Clearly, Mandela's is amongst those. And also, too, we've known that the big the big kind of setback for coupons, this new coupon standard, really has been the point-of-sale systems. And we talked a few weeks ago about Toshiba point-of-sale systems integrating the new coupon standard. So a lot of blockers being removed for a major use case. And when I say major use case, what I mean is a lot of transactions going to the mainnet. Um, that that hopefully would not be subsidized. So that's really exciting. And I think, you know, that's really what makes this new governing council member really exciting is it is kind of, I feel like that last piece. And it's, and it's so funny to keep going back to coupons. Coupons are almost a, a meme or a joke in the Hedera space right now where they were, it was kind of, talked about as a use case and I, I think as early as like 2019 or 2020 and not a whole lot happening since then. I mean, they've had some proof of concepts and trial runs and some, some mom and pop, you know, grocery stores and, and ice cream shops, I think, and, and a hardware store. Um, but I think that, you know, understanding that standard will be adopted by the industry and there's just it's, it's about navigating those different barriers. You look at this Hedera governing council member joining, um, you know, the, again, this is somewhat, this is a governing council member in the food space that will be fully leveraging these types of things. They are now a part owner of the Hedera LLC. They're governing the network. They're running a node. Um, they have a literal stake in um, the direction of the network. And I think that a lot of people have felt that, you know, supply chain coupons, those different types of things, consumer engagement is an important direction for the network to go. So that I, I think that we're going to start, you know, we're going to start to see priorities in Hedera uh, change from an enterprise perspective in a great way and, and kind of expand. Um, because literally, again, we've got a governing council member that is a massive enterprise that, that, is that is a massive supply chain use case. So I think for me, the key takeaway is I want to see what, I want to get more details about what they're building. 
I'm looking forward to seeing more analysis coming out from the Hedera community. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, we get some interviews and we get some exposure from folks at um, Mandela's and really get a better idea of, of who from their organization is going to be on the governing council um, attending those meetings. Who's going to be the kind of the liaison to Hedera? It, it's just, it's going to be really interesting. Like, do they have a research and development department? You know, is it kind of like the CTO's, uh, you know, is it the CTO's initiative? Like, um, just, it's going to be really interesting to kind of see um, what that's all about and begin to kind of map it out a little bit. Um, so, We'll probably touch on the new governing council member announcement uh, a little later in the show, but there's some other stories we want to get to. Uh, the most important, I think, being um, a lot of stuff that's been happening in the Hedera community um, over the last few days. That I think is really important to um, highlight, summarize, review, um, and move forward with because I think that it, it, it's tough, but I also think that it's really important and healthy. Um, for a growing ecosystem. So let's just actually dive into that. Um, like I said, this week's been crazy. It's only Wednesday. Um, highs and lows, but ultimately forward momentum, I think. And there's an interesting kind of chain of events that happened this week in the Hedera community. Um, but off the top, it's, it's worth kind of noting um, that for, for a really long time, and I use this analogy, is it's felt like the Hedera ecosystem is, is kind of living on two different planets right now, right? And, and it's kind of funny because the, the, there is this concept of shared worlds. But <clears throat> on one planet, right, you've got enterprise organizations, Hedera, DHBAR Foundation, the DLT Science Foundation, the Hashgraph Association, the Governing Council, right? You know what I'm getting at. It's like the enterprise side of things. And then there's this other planet, this other world that is, that is you know, retail, right? And, and when I say retail, really what I mean is like everything other than enterprise, right? Like developers, uh, projects, startups, DGENs, that kind of stuff. And it has really felt like these two separate worlds. Um, and I think that, as I've spoke about on the show before, the hope here is to, is to really kind of move those two worlds closer together um, because ultimately, you know, ideally, you know, we're one ecosystem, one community, but we can't get around the fact that there are there are there there is a, a sentiment that these are two separate worlds. There is some distance uh, between those two worlds, and I think that the community really felt that this week. Um, and so, initially, that was articulated in a post from May, um, who is the CEO of Hashpack. She says. Um, the teams that have been building on the network for the past two years are the ones that have made a real difference. These teams have demonstrably added significant value to Hedera. These are the teams that should be supported by the foundations. Every other chain does this. So that was the thought put out there. And it was met with a lot of agreement 
um, and consensus from the community on that fact. And if you read in between the lines, clearly what May is saying here is um, retail does not get enough attention or support in the ecosystem, right? And I can imagine it's difficult balancing so many things from, you know, from the, the Hedera side, the governing council side, the foundation side, like the scope of what's happening is so huge. And there is this part um, called retail that I think we're learning in this community more and more uh, how important it is because a lot of people discover Hedera uh, join this community through these kind of like retail projects, meme coins, NFT projects, um, all these different types of things. So, and DeFi. So I think that there is lots of opportunity here. And something else really important happened is uh, Hedera president, um, Charles Atkins, joined the conversation. And I think this began um, a chain of events that led us kind of to where we are in, in the community right now. Um, Charles responded to a comment that was left on May's post. So we read May's post and then we look at a comment left by Hashgraphian says, Charles, without the said support of the retail community, Hedera will not survive long enough for any enterprise use cases to come to fruition. I think that that kind of hits on, um, an important point, uh, that I think is a shared sentiment in the community that, you know, the thing that gives HBARTS value is the retail community. And I think that as Hedera's grown, the community has diversified quite a bit. Um, and so this comment left on, on, on May's post was responded to by Charles. Um, and this just happening right here was again a little bit of a little bit of fresh energy. Charles says, "A lot of my background with other chains like Polygon, Aptos, and understanding those dynamics are likely why I was appointed. I've known about them even prior to coming to Hedera. Just need more than forty days since I've been here to work this thesis through the organization. So let's read between the lines on Charles' response. There, Charles' response is basically." Um, hinting at some self-awareness that might get lost, which is, um, you know, I think what he says there, you know, when he says this was likely why I was appointed, he, again, he's responding to a tweet, you know, hit that, that, that like really uh, crystallizes the point. You know, again, I'll read Hashgraphine's tweet. Without said support of the retail community, Hedera will not survive long enough for any enterprise use case to come to fruition. So that's a pr that's a pretty crystallized point there. And 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 Charles coming back at it saying, you know, what you're highlighting here is likely why I was appointed. And I think that's an important thing to 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 take into account that we do definitely have somebody fresh at the top of that organization being Hedera. Um, that I think is going to bring a lot of change, a lot of positive change. And um, one of one of the first things shortly after was Charles posted um, a Google form uh, to uh, to X. And I have to be honest, it kind of it kind of surprised me um, because if you really look back at at you know a lot of um, a lot of these kinds of uh, 
quibbles between, you know, these two worlds, right, that I've been describing, you know, enterprise, organization, community, retail, that kind of stuff. Um, we haven't really seen something like this happen. And what I mean is just, you know, somebody that that is literally at the very, very peak, at the very, very top of this ecosystem when you look at just kind of power and 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 ability to 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 sway opinion. Charles is, you know, the president of Hedera and posting a Google form that's just kind of like, hey, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, hearing people's feedback. And I did the survey myself. It was really straightforward and it was pretty open-ended. Um, and to me, it, it did surprise me. Um, and it felt like it was just something very organic um, because the first time he posted the survey, he didn't, he didn't like set it up properly. <laughs> so it was, there was like a bunch of spam responses. But it did feel very genuine um, and very grounded in community. It felt like something somebody at a, at a retail project in Hedera would do if the community were expressing questions about their project or something. Like it does, it feels like something that would, it feels like something that would happen, you know, with an NFT mint or something like that. People would throw out a Google form, let us know what you think, that kind of stuff. It doesn't feel like something that Hedera would do, but. Uh, it's done. And I think it was the right thing to do. It was, again, it was fresh. It was responsive. It wasn't reactive. Um, and I think that the community really kind of grabbed a hold of that. And with, you know, these conversations starting and like I, like I said, you know, a lot of this um, pent up frustration, I think that the community did feel very empowered to start a more um, a visible dialogue, a more public dialogue on X um, and kind of pulling in people from these organizations into that, talking about some of those topics. And <clears throat> it really started to grow and expand. And we did start to see, I think, things maybe potentially go a bit too far. Um, we did see um, a change.org petition posted with, you know, various demands. I will say the demands made in the change.org petition, I think, do, you know, summarize quite a few important points that should be looked at. And these are definitely some topics. It, it, it's a, it, it does a good job of summarizing, you know, topics that are on people's mind in the community. Um, and it definitely, you know... Uh, contributed to the conversation in some way but i think that it definitely marked the, the 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 kind of turning point of a lid being on this conversation to the conversation truly kind of really being out in the open um and i think that when it got to that point and started really growing and snowballing it unfortunately does come across as though this community is a little bit nuts because we had, um, you know, for example, we had a, an individual on X with like 180,000 followers at dev chart, you know, swing trader, one of these guys that really kind of, um, follows the markets. And he, and he says, he posts on X, I've been in crypto seven years now, and I don't think I've ever seen this level of token bag holding. Bro went ahead and created a full peti pe petition to restore the price. H bar holders are next level. 
Um, and you know, it, it, if, if getting, if grabbing attention is your goal, this is the way to do it for better or for worse. Um, the, the attention is here and the conversation is still happening. And I, and I really hope that, um, the conversation continues to happen because in the big scheme of things, a lot of networks, you know, deal with this type of stuff. A lot of these communities deal with this type of stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a path. It's, it's a crazy journey heading to the top five on coin market cap. And uh, I'm pretty sure that other networks and their communities have had similar things happen. It was funny too, because to that tweet, credible crypto responded, LOL, this is nuts. Not sure why people can't understand that it's no one's responsibility to make your coin pump. The market decides as always. In any case, the chart looks fantastic. <laughs> so we, so it's, it's one of these situations where I truly feel that um, Hedera is really starting to turn the favor of a lot of people out there in the crypto community. And I think that Hedera's counterintuitive enterprise first strategy is, is, is starting to become more appealing. But within our community there are real concerns that need to be addressed and those conversations are, are, you know, are happening right now. And I, like I said, in a much more public way, um, than, than, uh, than we realized. And, uh, something else that, uh, that came up to, that, that kind of came to my attention was, uh, so what are, you know, what are the, the, the token prices, right? Like what exactly is, um, going on with that. And so I'll just quickly share uh, some of these just for context, because that was a big part of this discussion is like, you know, H bar compared to other assets, what's going on with price. And so I've got a few um, charts up here that I snapped yesterday, but just for context, you know, we've got um, Algorand and these are, these are one year charts, right? So these are one year as of yesterday. Um, Algorand uh, down 27%, um, Hedera down 3%, Stellar up 30%, Aptos down 33%, ICP up 140%, Tron up 93%, Avalanche down 3%, Cardano up 50%, Solana up 440%, and XRP up 40%. So Clearly, there's the outlier, Solana, right? And Solana has a very strong retail focus. Um, but at the same time, it's it, it's also the case that Hedera is, is not an outlier. Hedera is kind of in the zone right now. When you look at a lot of these charts, the a lot of this kind of... Um, strong price appreciation that's happened with some of these assets is pretty recently. So, you know, I think that from, from a price perspective, um, I think that, you know, Hedera's going, you know, if, if Hedera is going to be making some moves, it's primed to make some moves um, soon. I think a lot of tokens have kind of, you know, weathered the bear market, their charts aren't the most beautiful things out there, including Hedera's. Um, but I think it's a little too early to say, you know, Hedera's missed the boat. Um, but I think that we do need to get realistic that there is a situation where Hedera 
you know, might miss the boat in some ways. Um, and so what I wanted to do is I just wanted to kind of, I I've, I've read through so many different conversations and posts. I've talked to a lot of people and I wanted to just kind of share a, l- a little bit of a summary of kind of what's happened, but then also maybe some of my own thoughts around this. And again, the, uh, um, the real, really th- what's going on here is not something new that's kind of popped up, you know, for folks listening that might be new to the Hedera community or might not, uh, be chronically online on, on Twitter. Um, this, this is definitely just a continuation of, uh, a trend of, of retail growing on Hedera and pushing on the corners and exercising control, um, which, you know, tends to happen in web three. So, Quick little reset. Um, Hedera is a for-profit organization owned by large enterprises that govern a public open source network that is still in beta. And I think that, you know, Hedera's counterintuitive enterprise-first strategy is part of the appeal for investors. I remember, you know, back way, way back in the day, um, people specifically highlighting the technology being patented as um, something that they were really interested in. Now, as we know, um, Hedera is no longer patented. It's open source. So things change. Time marches on. But it is clear that, you know, that is definitely an appeal of a lot of people. Um, And it's felt like Hedera's had an ace up its sleeve, right? We always have that kind of air to it of like, hey, Hedera's got some some kind of secret sauce. Um, I believe with the right positioning, you know, Hedera can shock the market, as Mance says, right? Mance, the co-founder of Hedera, famously um, would say the line, you know, Hedera will shock the market one day. I think that when that day comes, when Hedera shocks the market, I think that um, Hedera will be equally as shocked um, about what happens because I do think that there are that there is a chance that uh, you know the step function you know may the, the first step function may not come from enterprise we don't know and I think that that's kind of what the whole point of this conversation is about is um, there is a there is a broader scope to look at this network from right and its place in the broader Web three industry. So I've been in the Hedera ecosystem for a long time. And I mean, it started as people who watched a Mike Maloney video. Like that's really the genesis of the Hedera community was um, in Telegram chats, which nobody uses because they're, they're boomer. And people that watched a, you know, boomer Mike Maloney precious metals video. I was one of those people. Um, I got super excited about... Hedera and how different it was from other uh, blockchain networks. It wasn't, it wasn't scammy. It wasn't um, filled with, you know, different things that were, you know, appearing to be junk or whatever. It was the adults in the room. It was enterprise. It was Google and IBM and this and that. And you, and I think that a lot of people that, that, you know, formed the original community, maybe also didn't have like a a strong crypto background as well. Like myself, I didn't have a really strong background in crypto. So 
that's part of this is I think that a, like a lot of OGs in the Hadera ecosystem, um, just as much as new people are learning about the strange ways Hadera does things, a lot of people in the Hadera ecosystem are also um, broadening their perspectives and learning more about other networks and what's happening. So there's a lot of learning happening. And I think that when when you, you're in a situation like that, it's it's a breeding ground for you know, misinformation and FUD and confusion and all those different types of things. Uh, getting upset is a process of learning. Um, now, as the industry matures and the world changes, part of what we're learning is the competition is heating up for Hedera, right? The stakes are getting higher and higher. Um, Hedera is not the only network going after enterprise. They're not the only network going after some of the use cases and companies that Hedera is going after, right? Um, there are other networks now tackling the problems Hedera is, is tackling. Um, and good technology is one thing, but a good narrative is another thing. And sure, projects migrate to Hedera, uh, but also projects migrate away from Hedera, right? Hedera is a network in the top 50 cryptos, right? The top 50 crypto networks out there. And there's a long journey ahead of us. So we had a long, for a long time, I think, again, we talk about OGs in the Hedera ecosystem and stuff like that. I think that for a long time, the belief was, you know, a new governing council member, a step function or enterprise use case would kick off an HBAR pump. And I think that, um, you know, I think you could argue that that's happened in the past to some degree, uh, but I just don't think that it's played out from that respect um, the way that I think a lot of people um, think. I don't, you know, these things might not resonate the same way with folks in the crypto industry learning about Hedera, right? A new governing council member, um, a new enterprise use case, you know, Oreo on the governing council. I mean, these things... Um, are not ultimately what really kind of drive in a massive pump in HBAR. And, and calling a spade a spade, that's what people are talking about. People are really looking for a strong, sudden price appreciation of HBAR. And um, I think that we're dealing with the fact in that, again, we're learning and we're saying that, hmm, maybe there are some more effective ways to go about that if if that's kind of a goal that we all have and we can't say it's not right even the even the governing council and everybody i mean of course you know you want price appreciation um so we've we've learned i think over the last few years that it really is the retail offerings and successes that are capturing the attention of hedera curious investors and i mean the first line of capital that'll flow into an ecosystem that'll really kind of set it on fire um, is going to be whales on other networks. And they're going to, you know, ape into Hedera because of these appealing retail type things. And we've seen that happen in the past, right? We've seen the hot, you know, the, whatever it was like the hot DeFi summer and the NFT heat wave and all those different types of things. Those, those were huge. Um, and you can look at the NFT market during that time. It went, it, it had like a 500%, 1000% growth. And we've kind of been able to maintain some of that. We haven't dropped back down. Like there is, there is substantial growth of this network, driving revenue for this network, 
um, from retail. And it is championed by, you know, Hedera and the HBAR Foundation and, and those different types of things. But if we look at um, improvements or support or different things made, we can take the NFT space as an example, right? The only, the only update to NFT infrastructure from the Hedera, from Hedera's end last year was changing the pricing for minting NFTs, right? That was the extent of infrastructure development from Hedera's end for NFTs. Um, everything else, right? Marketplaces, wallets, um, all those different types of things, that's retail. Um, and these are the things that are celebrated by the network. And so that kind of sets the stage a little more of this kind of conversation and these debates because it is true that the value um, driven to the network by retail is huge. And a lot of people are, are sitting and kind of going like, well, what if we did, you know, invest more in some of those things? Um, you know, and, and what if we start to do that now? Um, will that trend hold true? And I think that a lot of us kind of look at the numbers and we go, well, like, well, yeah, um, the a lot of these projects in the ecosystem now, these DeFi projects, um, are are pretty established, right? Some of them are older than a year. Um, and so when you look at kind of investing, it's like there's a lot of de-risking that's happened there just inherently. Um, so pulling back a little bit, I think that there are some in the Hedera community that kind of like hold this vision that somehow... Hedera can like leapfrog or skip this like degen wild west phase of the growth trajectory of the network. Um, that Hedera's strategy will somehow allow us to glide into the top five cryptos on coin market cap without experiencing the great pains of every other L1 network that tried and failed um, to get there. Uh, the reality is I think that, you know, Hedera's counterintuitive strategy also has risks and downsides, uh, which we're seeing. Um, we're not protected from these challenges because, you know, Hedera has superior technology. Um, that's, that's just what we've learned. And so that's, I think, what the community is really grappling with right now and trying to get on the same page about is a call to action for the Hedera Governing Council. Um, and... I think that, you know, Hedera will become a top five network, right? I think that a lot of us in the community, um, or I'd say most of us, if not all of us feel that way, like the way that Hedera conducts themselves with, you know, this you know, the immense confidence, you know, <laughs> I'd like to know where, the, you know, I feel like sometimes I don't, because we don't know all the pieces, it's like, um, we'd like to have that confidence too. Um, but the question is, you know, can we skip you know, the whole degen phase, right? Um, we and, and I think the answer is no, um, right? Can we skip to the part where the, we're the adults in the room? Can we take a shortcut because of the great tech? Um, I don't think we can. And I think that Hedera feels this way too. I think this is uh, a realization. Some of the things I've been seeing you know, from Hedera and, and from the foundation and different stuff like that does show me that I think they feel that too. Um, and I think that um, when you flip back, you know, to 2019 and all that kind of stuff, sure, I think most people would say like, 
you know, hey, there's a path, there's a path here, you know, there's a new way. But the world is a pretty powerful thing and and uh you know, the markets are a pretty powerful thing and and things are just different right now. Um and you really learn about the space and you kind of go, well, yeah, there actually is a pathway and it's the one that everyone kind of takes. And that's really what the great technology is about is can you survive that path? That's going to come down to the technology. That's going to come down to the substance. That's going to come down to the network. That's going to come down to the governance. Um, but you have to take that path. I feel. Um, so yeah, there's a journey ahead. I think we all see the same goal, but like I was saying, I don't think the community is on the same page with the Hedera Governing Council. So it's kind of like two people seeing the same moon from two different planets, right? And that that's kind of where it comes back to the analogy of, again, these two separate worlds that are, that are a little further apart that we have to bring closer together. And there are, you know, proven playbooks for responsible growth in the crypto industry, basic, you know, fundamentals, um, especially when you're approaching retail. I think... Hedera and, you know, the related organizations and the community, like they're warming up to those new perspectives and challenges because there are a lot of people, again, in the Hedera community that are very opposed to, um, to you know, retail. They, they would much rather, um, and some of those folks are listeners of the show and, and you know, I, I have to disagree with them. You know, I think that a lot of people feel you know, that, that Hedera, it would be best if we just kind of avoid all that stuff. But the reality is, is that not only can we not avoid it, it's web three, anyone can do whatever they want. I think we have to embrace it. Um, I think that most, you know, it's, it's the other thing too, here's, here's the other thing too, is um, it's not just me saying this and it's not just the community saying this. I think it's really well established and recognized that for a long time, you know, not enough focus has been placed on retail the foundation has said that Hedera has said that a lot of people have said that it's just something that's known. And I think the struggle right now is actually having that conversation because it is a tough conversation. It does, it does, um, you know, lead you to accountability or it does lead you to big changes, um, or, uh, pivoting. And it's just, it's, it, sometimes those conversations are really tough. But I think that most people can, you know, agree on that, that, yeah, retail, there, we need more focus on retail. And I just, again, I feel that too many people see retail as an optional detour versus like a critical stepping stone towards the success of the network. Um, and again, when I say retail, I'm talking about like everybody other than enterprises, right? I'm talking about developers, founders, uh, projects, community leaders, HBAR holders, um, artists, NFT communities, uh, fungible token communities, meme coins, startups, DGENs, gamblers, um, <laughs> potential future enterprises, right? And I think that as the community grows, this network's going to become more and more decentralized. And the community holds HBAR. They're carving out the piece of the network, their power is growing, and they're using it. Um, the folks who truly shape Hedera, like I've said in the past, are the, are the people who are using the network right now, not just holding HBAR, but actually using the network, submitting transactions to the main net, um, being a part of these important conversations and dialogues, um, and looking to, you know, again, further as, you know, as Lehman said, you know, like carve out their piece of cyberspace. It's like, those are the people who are going to be driving this stuff. And sure, 
you know, the governing council has, has been afforded uh, carving out, you know, very large pieces of the network and driving a lot of those decisions. But again, it, it comes back to this. Um, and I think that, um, you know, uh, let me pull it, let me pull up this tweet again, just so I can read it one more time. Cause I think that this, that this really drives, uh, it drives the point home. And again, you can, you can like argue this point and stuff, but I think it really drives the point home, which is, um, and again, the tweets from Hashgraphian, which is without said support of the retail community, Hedera will not survive long enough for any enterprise use case to come to fruition. And, and kind of like what, what they mean by that is like what gives a, again, what gives H bar value. Um, it, it is, it really is retail. Um, and so I think that, you know, there are also valid concerns regarding how funding for ecosystem growth is spent and the lack of transparency regarding that spending in the form of grants as well. Um, to say that there hasn't been a lack of transparency, I think, um, you know, as man says, you know, would be a fallacy. And I think without enough information, people start to form their own narratives. And sometimes those narratives are like completely incorrect. Uh, but again, that's what happens, right? When, when people are left to kind of fill in the blanks, you run the risk of uh, those blanks being filled with junk. And it just, that's kind of when we talk about Hedera's approach, Hedera, you know, Hedera's enterprise first approach, there are downsides to that. And I think that one of the challenges with that approach is like, how much information do you give the retail community? Um, if you give them not enough, then this stuff kind of happens. These, this is the risk. We're watching the downside of Hedera's strategy play out. And again, this isn't a, this is, I, I don't want to criticize Hedera here. I think that to say, um, an L1 network or an enterprise or an organization um, implements a flawless strategy. It's just It's just never happened. There are always pitfalls and downsides. Um, but we are watching, um, we're, we are watching one of those downsides play out, which is a lack of information provided to uh, the retail ecosystem. And again, the retail ecosystem is massive. Um, it can be argued that the retail ecosystem is everything in crypto, right? What is Bitcoin? <laughs> Bitcoin is a retail ecosystem. Uh, there, there isn't a whole lot built on it. It's just Bitcoin. So when you look at crypto, retail far outweighs enterprise in the big picture. And you have a network like Hedera that does the exact opposite right? And focuses heavily on enterprise. And there are plenty of upsides to that. Again, one of those upsides is we just got one of the world's largest um, food suppliers, uh, you know, on the governing council. The governing council itself is insane. What Hedera has been able to do is nuts. Um, it's just incredible. I think it's part of the, like, part of the reason why we're all kind of on board for the ride. Um, but you cannot ignore the downsides. And one of the downsides to that strategy is the challenge of how much information to give that, that massive retail community. If you give it too much, well, you know, then maybe they know about some things that uh, maybe they shouldn't know about, or maybe they influence things in ways in which you don't want them to influence. There's that. But 
you don't give them enough information, then this kind of plays out. This is what happens. And you have a communication breakdown and you have the president of Hedera posting a Google form, um, really like moving fast to, to kind of, uh, plug some holes here because it's, it's clear that that's what's happening. And I don't think that Hedera is like unaware of it or doesn't see this kind of dynamic play out. Um, but I don't know if they have really understood how to interface with this retail community. Um, again, like maybe they foresaw enterprise taking off the network, becoming more established, exiting beta, yada, 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 before the, inflow of retail started. Um, it is what it is. And so I think that, you know, the last few days have been a very messy release of energy triggered by a few things. As we discussed, it is a straw that broke the camel's back scenario, right? H barbarians are just voicing long held shared concerns. These are not new conversations. It's just a conversation that has just um, kind of like really been amplified. And I mean, keep in mind, there has also been a prolonged bear market. We've lost many great projects and builders. They've had to leave the ecosystem to, you know, pay the rent. Um, That is another downside of Hedera's strategy is by not having those mechanisms in place to interface with retail you do end up losing a lot of um, really great future founders, builders, and quite frankly, people that understand the history of the network. You're not going to get any more of those people, right? You're not really going to get new developers coming into the network that know what Hedera and this ecosystem was like before HTS or before HCS or before smart contracts, right? That is a powerful thing. And so we've lost a lot of those people over the bear market. There have been quite a few people that we've lost. Um, And from the top to the bottom, I think there's just been burnout and anxiety across the industry. Like this is not about Hedera. This is again, just about this is what happens in, in, in industries when these types of things happen, when there's, when there's, you know, liquidity dries up, uh, when there's, some of the biggest companies in the industry just disappear, right? Uh, it's, it's wild. It causes a lot of anxiety and uncertainty. Um, and so, again, Hedera in this community, like, we are not the first to face these kind of challenges. We're not alone. We're, we are not unique or special in this way. What's happening and unfolding in this community is something that many networks have had to go through. Um, albeit, you know, a little different. Uh, maybe a little upside down just because of the nature of the conversation. But I mean, we're not alone in this. Um, Now, I mean, what's really important to highlight, I think what's most important to highlight is that from the community, from the Hedera community, there have been many reasonable, well-informed questions and criticisms regarding Hedera, the Governing Council, and the HBAR Foundation that should be answered, period. Um, if you want to talk about that delta between, you know, not giving enough information versus um, giving too much information, it would be wise for the Governing Council and these folks to acquiesce to the community on those specific questions 
and criticisms that have maybe been off the table. I think it's time to put those things on the table, right? I think the community is really making it clear where the gaps are in information. Um, they're saying these are, we, we have missing puzzle pieces here that we need to know about. Um, and I just think it would be a mistake to not address that now. Um, and I don't think anybody needs to be scolded if the answer has already been provided. <laughs> That's one thing that drives me insane. That's one thing that drives me nuts in this ecosystem is someone getting dunked on because a question's been answered before. I just find that I, I just find like when we're at a phase right now where we're trying to share information and learn, um, I just think that's, and I, and I do think that a lot of people at those organizations are guilty of it, you know? And I think it does come from a place of frustration. Like it's not fair to say that the retail community on Hedera are the only ones that are frustrated. Right. I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of frustration, but I do, th I just, <laughs> I want to specifically call that out. I see it too much. Some, some poor soul, you know, saying, Hey, you know, uh, I learned that, you know, Atma transactions are being paid for by the foundation. Um, and, and those people just end up just getting decimated. You know, <laughs> I just think it's nuts because that's what we want, right? We want people to learn. We want people to ask questions and stuff. So I really hope that that's something that, you know, we can get under control because it's pretty wild um, to see sometimes. Um, now, uh, here's the other thing. So there's also been a lot of noise and drama and FUD, um, like we kind of touched on that I, I just don't think is, is, uh, <laughs> is helpful. Um, I think we just need to accept that and filter it out. Uh, it has been especially difficult to watch. Um, and I think we all know kind of what we're talking about. I don't want to highlight anything specific. Um, again, this is web three. This is crypto. Part of this is just people. Um, it's decentralized. Not only can people put whatever they want on the Hedera network, you know, they can put whatever they want as long as, you know, Elon Musk allows on X. So it is what it is. You know, again, this is a symptom of the problem in Hedera's strategy. And it's not to say it's a, you know, it's a bad strategy. It's just strategies grow and develop. Um, and so I think that that side of things, right, the drama, the FUD, the, that kind of stuff, that's been really difficult to watch. I mean, because there are really, really, really great people at these organizations um, that, that, that are being criticized. I don't think they would be here if they didn't share the same dreams that, that the retail community has. I think that again, it's not to say that there aren't people in these organizations also saying we need to focus more on retail, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what do we hear time and time again? <laughs> Enterprise moves slow. And, uh, I got a surprise for you. Um, Hedera <laughs> is an enterprise. So I think that, um, as much as we like to, you know, be in the crypto space, we do have to understand we are invested in a network that, um, in, in these certain respects, uh, as of right now may move a lot slower, um, in the, in these ways, uh, again, to service their enterprise, enterprise first strategy, which is driving huge results. Um, but it does have downsides. The bottom line I think is, there are some things that just cannot be skipped, avoided, or overlooked when building a layer one network. No matter 
how good the tech or the governance is, right? Like in nature, an ecosystem requires diverse elements that support each other to grow, right? And there are storms that can just wipe that out. There are many networks and companies in this space that, you know, were strong ecosystems, but they're just gone. Um, and I think what the hope and promise of Hedera is, is kind of like what we talked about on the show, this kind of conversation around hype versus substance. I, I feel that it always comes back to that. We always talk about hype versus substance, which is more important, right? Which fees which? Chicken and egg. And I think that, you know, Hedera clearly has the substance part covered. The community um, is really starting to grab onto the hype part of that equation. And I think that it's time to start operating separately and start figuring out how those things feed into each other. Um, I think that Hedera and related organizations have discovered how the successes and benefits and value of retail on Hedera feeds into their goals. But I don't know if the, if, if the connection has been made the other way, right? And I think that that's that last piece is I think we have to, we have to work together and understand how does Hedera's and, and related organizations enterprise first strategy feed into and support retail, right? Because it's the, what we're really talking about here is like the hope isn't for Hedera to like dive into retail and like embrace all this stuff. The community's doing that and it's clear the community's doing a great job. The goal here is to figure out how these organizations can, can feed that fire. That's really what we're trying to figure out. And so I think that can also get a little lost on people is like, it's not like we're trying to like, um, you know, like put laser eyes on Hedera. It's like, no, we're literally just trying to build some more pathways for support to already established retail uh, projects, organizations, communities, groups, individuals um, to just make more happen. And furthermore, um, allow those avenues of expertise and, um, and and all those ideas and knowledge to make their way up the chain to the Hedera Governing Council. There's just, there's these missing pieces here. There's a lack of information. There's a communication breakdown between these two worlds, right? We all want to get to that moon. It's the same moon, but I think we're on different planets right now. Um, as Lehman said, tribalism will end us, right? Lehman Baird, the inventor of the hash graph algorithm, co-founder of Hedera, has said, tribalism will end us. And that doesn't mean to say just, you know, Hedera versus other networks. It's tribalism inside Hedera. Um, that's really what I think is really tough about this because when you have these communication breakdowns, when you have this lack of information, it can, it can force people into their corners and it can force people to double down on the wrong things. Um, because if you're not getting that support, 
you're going to look for it elsewhere. And sometimes it may come at the expense of someone in the retail community, right? Versus building up the whole. Um, so I think that, you know, I want to share a couple last important things on this, just kind of like to clear the air a little bit, but I just think this is a conversation that it's to the benefit of the governing council of the foundation, the H bar foundation of everybody in the retail community to continue the conversation, however messy it may be. Um, it is forward momentum. So few important things. I mean, you know, my goal is to just kind of like break down the important news and conversations in the Hedera ecosystem, like share my opinion. It's like, do I want to talk about this kind of stuff? No. There are a lot of stories on the show that sometimes I don't want to talk about, but um, part of the show is it's just important to reflect back at the community, kind of what I see through my eyes as a community member and as someone who works with a lot of these people. Um, and a lot of people who listen to my show, um, you know, I think are not necessarily people that, you know, are about meme coins and NFTs and these different types of things. I think, you know, a lot of people who listen to my show, especially, you know, on, you know, Spotify or Apple podcasts or whatever it might be is, you know, there, there are people that, um, still have that kind of traditional H bar investment thesis and, and outlook and stuff. And I hope that on this show, I can, you know, give those folks like a bird, a bird's eye view of what's happening. Like we have to kind of get this information across to people. And I think that if your hope is to hold HBAR and for that investment to grow and for the network to succeed, you have to understand that there is a pathway to the top five crypto list. Um, and it is a very tough pathway and it's a pathway that cannot be avoided and a really great first stepping stone to see tangible success is embracing retail in whatever way that you're, that you can. Um, I think that's really important. And to be clear, uh, I'm bullish as fuck on H bar to be really, really clear with people. Um, especially the retail ecosystem on Hedera. We've got the Hedera token service um, that aren't just meme coins, right? We have a lot of fantastic projects that have fungible tokens and that are long established. Um, and I'm incredibly bullish on enterprise use cases on Hedera. It's, it's insane what's being built out on this network. Just talking about the new governing council member today. Um, it is truly phenomenal what, um, Manson Lehman were able to do at the Genesis and since seeing, you know, Hedera branch out into those other organizations and the network continue to grow, um, and the pathway and their roadmap and executing on that, um, it's just been incredible. So I think that if I really kind of like take an objective look at stuff, um, Hedera is just top class in so many different ways. And, as we continue down that path to success, we're just going to come up against the same challenges many other people um, have come up against and, and have ended other networks. And I think that this community is strong. I think the technology is strong. Um, I think that we can overcome those challenges better than most others. But I don't think we can just fly over them. We're not, we're not that special. We're not, you know, we're not a top five crypto until we are. And like I said, you know, this situation 
does feel like forward momentum to me. Initially, I was like, oh, my God, this is so hard to see, um, you know, because working in, in this ecosystem, I I have a lot of people that I loved talking to and hearing about what they were working on that, uh, you know, I just don't get a chance to call anymore because they aren't in the ecosystem. The projects they're working on aren't around anymore. Like, that's been really hard. Um, and I think that... Uh, looking at this now and kind of digesting what's happened over the last few days, it is forward momentum. It's not pretty. Um, it's messy and it's not easy, but it it's forward momentum. Um, and I think we are seeing change and I think the community should continue, um, you know, banging at the gate. Um, and I think that, you know, this is like the painful birth of a new era. Like we just have to lean hard into these challenges. And I think that, the Hedera Governing Council understands the situation better than we might think, right? Maybe not well enough, though. Who knows? I think that's part of the problem is we don't really we don't really know. Um, but it's clear that the community's actions have had an influence on how they operate. Um, it really has. We've we've seen the headlines. We've seen um, you know the different types of ways in which they conduct themselves, and I do think that they are making decisions based off of uh, the retail community. And I just think it's, it's slow. <laughs> I think that's the hard part. Um, and I mean, the respect that I have for anyone in this ecosystem that is still here pushing things forward and has shown the ability to adapt and learn and grow, like just the, the amount of respect that I have is huge. And that includes um, the HBAR Foundation, I mean, I think the HBAR Foundation took a huge L this week. Um, and I think that they have definitely been um, learning some hard lessons. They've been eating their lumps. And I think that what I've seen from the foundation is, it, you know, again, dis despite the pulling back from a lot of the conversations happening, you know, objectively, what I see from the foundation is, uh, you know, a an organization that really tries to adapt and stay focused and uh, grapple with a lot of those challenges. But ultimately, they do change in the way for the better. And I hope that as these conversations continue, that can that that change continues to happen. Like it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, this isn't the end of something. This isn't like a crossroads. This isn't like some kind of, um, you know, like existential crisis, right. For the ecosystem. I, I think that this is just taking another step and we're kind of like, Oh fuck, <laughs> this is one of these pitfalls that other networks have dealt with. And I think it's up to this network to rise to the occasion and deal with it and dealing with it is not going to be pretty, but we have to. And I think that it's just caused me to love this community more and more. I mean, the HBAR community, the way that it organizes, the power, um, you know, <laughs> my brother, what is HBAR? It's, it's crazy. It's just insane. I just, it the, the community in Hedera just it constantly blows me away because not only do I just keep seeing the familiar faces showing up every single day, but, you know, seeing new faces, um, that don't come in and out new faces that kind of come in and stick around. Um, that's what this is all about, right? It's the community growing, sticking, 
diversifying and having power and using it, right? The governing council is not always going to be big companies. There might be a community DAO on the governing council. Um, you know, it's a, th these types of things, you, you have to think big. And I just think at the end of the day, there's a great quote. I can't remember who says this quote, but um, it, I think it was like the founder of a hotel chain or something. But he said, um, op uh, problems are opportunities in work clothes. And I think that's kind of how I look at this as I go, well, there's some big problems here, but these are all opportunities. These are solvable problems. And I think that the opportunity, the, 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 the really intelligent people in this community are going to look at these as opportunities and grab a hold of them and offer those solutions. Um, so I don't want to dwell on this too much longer. I just kind of want to wrap up on a few thoughts of like, where are we now and kind of what does things look like going forward? So really kind of where we're at is like, there's just distance between uh, the community uh, and Hedera, the governing council, related organizations, right? Those different types of things. Um, there's just anxiety in the community from a lack of information. I mean, it's been about four months since the last meeting minutes have been published. That's troublesome. That's a criticism um, that deserves attention. Just a quick example. Um, and, you know, a lot of anxiety about the price of H bar and that kind of stuff. I mean, that's just, it is what it is, but it is there. And the bear market has just caused a lot of burnout across the industry. Like people are kind of just kind of regrouping right now. Um, but there, again, like I said, there is a lot of opportunity. This community is becoming more, you know, unified and organized. And the perspective is becoming more complete. It's diversifying. Um, and so I, I, I don't know. So maybe I'm maybe I am just weird, but I do feel optimistic. This kind of stuff does make me feel more optimistic. So I'm kind of like, hey, we're dealing with some of these problems head on, and the community's leading it. So I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Um, so now, what's the solution, right? Because we talk a lot about okay, there's a communication breakdown, there's an information problem, um, there is these two separate worlds that have to move closer together. Um, like, what do we do? And I think that the Hedera Governing Council needs to form stronger connections with the retail community. Like I said, we need better pathways for communication. They need to immediately hear feedback and better inform leadership. They've needed someone at the top of the organization who doesn't just focus on enterprise, right? We just, it, that's just been so apparent. And I think that those are things that the community has been um, demanding for a long time and part of what makes me optimistic is like the ball started rolling on that with uh hedera's search for a new president and a few other things they've been doing and so that told me like okay they're trying to answer these questions they're trying to um better align with the changing industry that they're in and the ways in which their communities and ecosystems have changed in maybe ways they didn't expect. And I mean, it was clear that they needed a new public res representative, right? An advisor, a liaison. They needed somebody that could connect those dots. They needed somebody who could reach out to the regular small individual in the community 
and pass a valuable piece of insight straight to the governing council. They needed somebody like that. And so that was what got me excited about Hedera looking for that president and splitting the role um, of chair with, you know, with, with Brad McDowell. And, you know, from day one, it's been clear that Charles Atkins is the man for the job. Um, I haven't, you, you really would have to look hard to find a single person in the community that's, you know, unsatisfied with his appointing to the role of Hedera president. Um, that's one thing I think the community can agree on is people are stoked about Charles and I think they're stoked about his approach and a great example of his approach um, is in, in sharp contrast to Hedera's approach, right? It's reading criticism online and posting a Google form for feedback very fast, um, not slow. So that's very refreshing. Seems like he's operating with some kind of autonomy and he's self-aware, right? He responded directly to criticism on everything we talked about saying, hey, I think this is the reason that they brought me aboard. So I think he knows the assignment. Um, and I mean, he's been integrated with the community. I think he's going to be a bit of a catalyst um, to the situation unfolding before us. I think he's handling it well. It's not an easy job. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure on Charles from both the governing council and the community. I think um, feels like literally everybody is looking to him for solutions. If we paint that picture again of these two separate worlds and Charles in a spaceship, everyone in those worlds are going, Hey, um, you know, can you fix this? And so I think that he's hungry for change too. Um, I think that Hedera has been missing this kind of leadership at the very top. Uh, but I don't think we can like leave it all up to him. I don't, <laughs> Like clearly one person is not going to solve these problems. I think that um, the community just needs to keep these conversations going and stay organized. Um, and furthermore, like really do what we can to um, better handle tribalism within our own network. Cause that's just going to make things even harder. Like how can the retail community on Hedera really, um, unify and tackle these huge problems if if we can't do that. So I think that that's another thing is it's going to be really important to to see what the community can do to foster that, break down those barriers, uh, because I still do see stuff like that, um, you know, which is unfor unfortunate. I think it definitely sets us back. Um, but I think that, you know, the members of the governing council should also participate in more discussions with the community right? I think it's more about the community not understanding the actions and reasoning of the governing council and less about not agreeing with it, right? Information gaps. And I think that's kind of brings it full circle. Um, I'm going to kind of like move on to some other stories just to wind up the show. But I think that I really wanted to speak to this. Um, and I think that's really what it's about for me is it's what people need to understand is it's not so much the community saying, um, you know, Hedera, your strategy is wrong. It's really the community saying like, we want to understand more. We want access to more information and we want better support. Um, and I think that's really what it's all about. And I hope that's what Hedera is hearing. Um, and I think it is. And I just think the 
uh, issue we're just not going to get around is just stuff moves slow. And that's just the one thing we gotta have to, we're going to have to accept, right? This is a enterprise-focused DLT, um, and that's, that's what they are, right? It's what they are when we back in 2019, and it's what they are in 2024. So that's the tough part. But I do think um, that that's what I take away from this, is the community is not expressing that Hedera's strategy is wrong or that there shouldn't be a focus on enterprise or this or that. The issue is literally just a lack of information and a lack of communication channels. Um, and I just think that stuff moves slow. And I think that, you know, the president of Hedera is, you know, kind of saying, oh shit, uh, we got to move a little quicker on this stuff. Um, so I like to see it. And I'll just, I'll wrap up my thoughts on this uh, just with a quote. I heard a great quote uh, the other day. I know people are talking about Napoleon because the movie came out. Well, maybe not anymore because once a movie's out, two months later, no one's talking about it. But there's a great quote from Napoleon. I don't know if, I don't even know if Napoleon's the person to quote on this, but here we go. The quote is, all great events hang by a single thread. The clever man takes advantage of everything neglects nothing that may give him some added opportunity. The less clever man, by neglecting one thing, sometimes misses everything. And so that's really the takeaway here, is I think that Hedera might be missing one thing, and I think they know it. And now it's time to act. So let's do a bit of a, man, heavy story. I mean, it's been a heavy vibe, guys. I mean, it's, a, it's big stuff. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, everyone, let's take a little minute here. Everyone take a water break, drink water, hydrate. It's healthy. I'm going to do the same. Folks watching the video version on YouTube will know I'm not drinking water. I am drinking Diet Coke, unfortunately. And no, I did not take that picture that I posted to my ex today. Uh, to my ex feed today with uh, a diet Coke caffeine free with caffeine pills. I was just a little bit of a meme, so I don't want anyone to be concerned. Um, so really quick. Um, I just wanted to say again, <clears throat> um, huge shout out to people supporting this show. This is, you know, a community support show. I don't have sponsors. I don't have, um, I don't have, uh, uh, you know, partnerships or ads or anything like that. The show doesn't make any money. Um, I do it because I love it. Uh, but the show does need stuff to grow. It needs equipment, like the stuff I'm using. I got like a podcasting board and a microphone. I got video equipment. I got all this stuff. I need time to do the research and get everything posted and get all the content out there. I think it's really important to a lot of people. A lot of people depend on the show. So it's important that I do the best I can. Um, and that's all made possible because people send HBAR. Uh, to an address <laughs> and I use that H bar to purchase things for the show. And it's just incredible. Um, it, it, when I talk about how great this community is, um, I think that, you know, a, a community and an ecosystem that can kind of like support that kind of like independent news in a, in a community that, that still is at this early stage, like is just really amazing. I am like, honestly, like super blown away. So, um, Really, really appreciate everybody. I mean, the show is averaging like 500 listeners every week on X. 
and then many more on on other platforms and uh, short form content is uh, coming. So every episode has like clips coming out and all sorts of stuff. So the show is expanding and growing and, and there's all sorts of great things happening. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's great. And I can't believe we're at like 113 episodes. It's, it's, uh, it's wild. So if you want to support the show, leave an H bar tip. Um, the, uh, the show's H bar wallet addresses in the thread pinned to the top of the spaces. And it's also kind of like in the show notes, if you're watching on YouTube or whatever and Spotify or Apple podcasts or any of that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and, uh, hashgraph dot news is the website to go to to learn everything that you need to know about the show dive in do all the stuff appreciate everybody all you h barbarians at the gate banging away let's break down the barriers let's take it over um really quick aside too um a few folks saw the announcement just on the topic of the community um, and how great you guys are um I announced, or it was announced, that I began a new position at HGraph. Um, just a quick, just want to quickly highlight it. I mean, it's weird. It's weird to be working at a at a project in the Hedera ecosystem, but it's just amazing. Um, you know, being able to go full Web three and just throw everything that I have into this ecosystem is great. Uh, working at a company. Uh, that's providing mirror node services and all different types of things. I just think that there's the the ways in which I can um, support the ecosystem now is just enhanced incredibly. So I'm just so excited to be able to just really roll up my sleeves and um, do some important stuff at HGraph. And the team there is amazing. And uh, it's just great. I mean, uh, this announcement and just the, you know, the, the feedback from the community and everything is just, you know, goes without saying. It's just feels so good. Um, and I'm just so excited to start the new chapter. So huge shout out to uh, uh, Tyler at HGraph, um, the team there, and and everybody just stoked, stoked to be full Hedera people. Just when you just when you thought it might be time to moderate, now uh, uh-uh. I'm going in deeper, guys. Going in deeper. I'm literally wearing my Hello Future shirt today too. I'm out of control. Um, so. Let's talk real quick about an update from Galaxy. Um, this is pretty exciting. Um, Galaxy announces version 1.5, um, which adds the ability to invite people to Galaxy and send them crypto via text messages. And this is big because it feels like it's an indirect response um, to what I believe Coinbase did recently, which is Coinbase launched a feature to send and receive crypto via text message. And as we all know, Galaxy has already kind of built in um, that functionality into their app to be able to, you know, send and receive crypto and NFTs amongst friends and like DMs and stuff. And so when the Coinbase article came out, it was like, oh, you don't even need an app. You can just send it through text. So this is really great to see Galaxy um, taking that on and going, well, hey, we've got that too now. Um, You can go inside of Galaxy, send somebody a bunch of crypto and NFTs and stuff send them an invite via text. They get that text, they click the link, they make an account, and then bozumba, all the stuff you sent them is in their DMs and they can claim it. So when we want to talk about, you know, 
retail, when we want to talk about growth, when we want to talk about these types of things, Galaxy is one of those ones that's just firing on all cylinders, you know, raising cash, all these types of things. Um, they're doing, they're doing great stuff. Uh, it's really nice to celebrate the winners in the space. Shout out to Galaxy version 1.5. I think they got like face ID, um, and touch ID for iPhones and stuff. Uh, some more secure, um, and I know they have a bunch more stuff coming down the pike. I had some great conversations with Solo Cisse in LA um, last year, which was really great. I'm just going to crack a new uh, a bevy real quick. I'm just going to mute my mic. God, it's so loud when it comes to the microphone. want to save your ears. Um, and yeah, I think Galaxy's, I'm, I'm super stoked about Galaxy. And they've got some great sponsorships or, or partnerships with... Um, Genfinity and uh, and uh, I think they're doing stuff with with uh, Hashpack as well and stuff. You know, Hashpack, another one, another project. Talk about um, you know retail successes. You know, Hashpack really kind of like um, driving forward the wallet ecosystem on Hedera and just doing some really incredible stuff. We talked about Hashpack earlier on the, our show a couple weeks ago. Some of the new stuff they put out. They got these new tools and stuff. Um, God, now I'm thinking like we've got saucer swap. Like there's so many like killer, like killer uh, retail use cases in Hedera. And it's funny because they're so good that people will come from other networks and they'll be like, holy shit, this is the best wallet I've ever used or this is the best Dex. It's so fast. Um, we've got a few good wallets in Hedera. I don't know. The, the other side to it, too, is like, you know, I hope something that wasn't lost on kind of like my spiel was that somehow also like the retail ecosystem on Hedera like isn't doing well or something. It's like, I don't know, man, the retail ecosystem on Hedera is crazy I, it, uh, for for the, the total addressable market size. Um, like, man. There are so many projects in the Hedera ecosystem on the retail side, the startup side um, that are just like out of control. And, and, you know, to be fair, you know, the foundation stuff, um, you know, has supported those. So it's like, I think really what it's about is like, we need more of that, right? Like it's pretty clear, um, the benefits of doing that. It's pretty clear the successes that come from stoking the flames of a retail market. The proof is in the pudding. Uh, give us more of that pudding, please. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and talking about saucer swap too, like again, saucer swap is about to enter the top 100 DEXs in the cryptocurrency world on CoinGecko, right? Boom, big W. Um, saucer swap also just passed $500 million in trade volume. Uh, boom, right? Another big dub. They had 260 million trade volume January 2nd. So that means that in the last, you know, 45 days, Saucer Swap has almost doubled the total trade volume, which is just insanity, right? Like, really think about that. That's retail, right? The, this is, that, that is retail. Um, enough, enough said. Uh, that is what, you know... <laughs> That's what should be. That's what we gotta. That's what we gotta double down on. Um, I love that. Uh, also, too, 
some some other really interesting news. A story that I'm very fascinated in is kind of the intersection of DLT and AI. I mean, that's one reason I love uh, working at HGraph is that's kind of where they're at. But some other entry, uh, some other folks in the space, like we've got uh, Takeon. I had uh, Dave, CEO of Takeon, on the show a couple episodes back. Listen to that. That was an absolutely fascinating episode. They're building uh, effectively a side chain network that can tokenize entire file systems. And they're leveraging the Hedera consensus service for the consensus of their network. So it's just like this insane, it's just, it's going to be incredible. Like it could replace file storage, right? It could replace IPFS. Like you could have large scale um, on-chain file storage with Takeon. It's going to, it's so stoked. And then also too, um, we've got like, um, Equity Labs, we talked about them extensively on previous episodes of the show. Uh, we watched the video. I won't talk your ear off about them other than, you know, AI is, uh, you know, is, uh, is difficult because, you know, you don't know whether things are real or not. And uh, I've seen a couple kind of questionable uh, advertisements on Instagram. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, Equity Labs has a solution in which they can uh, authenticate how models are trained, right? How AI models are trained on Hedera. So that way you have immutable proof that a model does what it says it's going to do. And you can start to build out decision trees of a model. It's huge. They have native integration with Hugging Face. Um, and again, this is uh, Equity Labs uh, based in LA. And it's just a very, very compelling platform. Um, oh my God, these pop-ups on these news websites are out of control, except cookies. Actually, I did. I mentioned this. I accepted cookies on the uh, on the Oreo company website. Um, so quick little breakdown. So what's the news with Equity Labs right now? So Accenture is very interested in what's going on. Uh, and for folks unfamiliar with Accenture, they have a reported revenue in 2023 of $61.4 billion um, and $16 $16 billion for the first uh, quarter of fiscal 2024. Um, They've got um, 733,000 employees worldwide and the company serves clients in more than 120 countries and they are included in the S&P 100, the Russell 1000, all those different types of things. They are a company... Uh, that, you know, focuses on, you know, business operations and those different types of things. Very similar to almost like you think of like the big four, you know, it's like, you know, these types of business operations. And so you think of that and you go, well, okay, business operations and workflows, it's like AI is prime for that sector, automating things, saving time, saving costs, this and that. But uh uh-oh, we don't know if AI is telling the truth or if these models are, are what they say they are. So quick little excerpt from this article. Um, in, uh, what is this website called? Semaphore. Uh, so Los Angeles-based Equity Labs created a new method employing cryptography and blockchain to track the origins and characteristics of large language models and provide transparency of their inner workings so companies and regulators can easily inspect them. 
the idea is automatically examine the model as it's being created rather than focus on its output. So quote, what we're doing is creating certainty that a model works the way it was intended, said Equity Labs co-founder Jonathan Doten. Right now, we've done the first step, which is proving this is possible. So let's do a quick equation here. Um, AI trust use case, right? And not the first built on Hedera, right? We also have um, the uh, Reuters use case where Canon cameras um, hash images on HCS for trust. But in this case, right, we have a AI startup with a native integration and hugging face, which is the kind of like the home base of open source AI development. Huge, right? That alone is huge. The solution leverages Hedera consensus service. Okay, very interesting. And an SMP 100 uh, you know, multi-billion dollar company Accenture is, is interested in, the, in leveraging this solution for their business use cases. Um, you know, it, it's just, it, that is very, very compelling and exciting to me. Those are the types of things where we talk about breadcrumbs. It's like, there's a story that's laying some really, 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 really interesting breadcrumbs. Um, and when we, when we say breadcrumbs, right, maybe they are breadcrumbs from a uh, Mandela's product. Maybe these are Oreo breadcrumbs. We don't know. Is Oreo bread? We'll find out. Um, in some sad news, and we talk, we, I touched on this briefly on my diatribe uh, earlier, uh, which is Karataka is leaving Hedera. Um, so this came as a bit of a surprise to the ecosystem, Karataka, um, we need more details on this. Uh, we don't quite know exactly what the dynamic is, but Karataka is obviously a, a large kind of collectible type project. Um, I think kind of, you know, part of the karate combat world and obviously something that was tied to the HBAR Foundation or is tied to the HBAR Foundation. And this is an example of one of those. There are many examples like this, but this is an example of one of those uh, you know, things that's very exciting, a use case for the ecosystem. It's in a little bit of flux. And so you see an announcement. It says, huge announcement, new product direction. Um, we're moving to, uh, you know, Arbitrum. And it's like, oh, wait, what? Weren't you building on Hedera? Um, and that's kind of where we're at with this story. I don't, I mean, I don't want to like speculate too much, but it's really a big announcement came out. I mean, shout out to Karataka. They're, you know, doing stuff, but... Um, it's built on Arbitrum, and I think that a lot of people in the Hedera community are very confused and uh, upset by this, and you know, it's understandable. You could say it is what it is, but, um, you know, I don't know. I think we got to find out some more details about it. Uh, we've had a few things like this happen where people have migrated off of Hedera, um, sometimes due to the uh, retail ecosystem being too small. So, right... <laughs> Another, another, another reason we start, right. Your people are starting to see the kind of connections here is like, Oh, what's the number one reason some of these projects leave Hedera? Well, it doesn't have as developed of a retail ecosystem as other networks. Well, these are, you know, it's one of the things that um, I think is part of the, the dialogue happening right now. Um, so Karataka, uh, miss you and um hope to find out more of what's going on uh bummed out uh it was just I'm trying to figure out i've been keeping people here on this show for a while i don't want to uh 
keep this going too long. There's some other stories here that now do not seem as important as they once were. Maybe I'll just blast through a couple of these. Um, another one that we're waiting to see is uh, the um, AR Raman, uh, you know, uh, use case music platform. This is something I'm excited about. I mean, being a musician myself, um, I'm excited to see music becoming a large use case on Hedera. Um, this is a very large artist, right? AR Raman is a very large artist in India. India is a very um, exciting market to see uh, all the things happening there and music in India is huge. So it's like, I've always been stoked about this use case. It's been pretty silent for a while, um, which again is, you know, something that, you know, I think can frustrate some people, uh, but we have a post. It's got uh, one and a half thousand likes. People are digging it. They're stoked. Uh, it looks like it might be some kind of like AI people, computer generated uh, people stuck on a planet somewhere, a town where dancing is illegal or something. I don't know. Uh, the trailer doesn't really kind of give a lot of information. If you know, for folks listening, there's just I'm just watching this kind of clip that was posted, and so seems pretty robust. Uh, February 14th is the day. Um, when some stuff is supposed to happen, that's the date that's being teased. Um, and it looks like, uh, something was just posted, uh, minutes ago. So on the show right now, there's a little bit, there's a little, uh, four minute video that was just posted about this use case. Um, let's watch it right now. Hey, I'm Luna. Let me tell you a story. Like most of us, I've been wandering the jungles of instant gratification, dooms of scrolling. It's just text on the video. Searching for something always exciting, hoping to fill the void. The search for the meaning of my existence never ceased. So she is a robot. Have you ever wondered what would happen if you could escape your reality? Here's what happened to me. I know. Can you believe it? Okay. This isn't that great for people listening to the show, but watch this on YouTube. This is an interesting video. So it's some kind of like weird Ready Player One world. Still don't know what this is about. They say, what's going on? I'm asking the same question. Seems like it might be some kind of like metaverse thing or something. I don't know. What is that? Gotta say the production value on this. This clip is wild. Some serious money in this. Some of that from the foundation, I think. Okay, so I'm still watching this. I still don't quite understand what's going on. My uh, my my assumption is this is going to be some kind of like music streaming platform. Because one of the things that was kind of highlighted with this use case is, um, you know, Artist payments, collectibles, those different types of things. We got a, we got a, my guy's grooving here now. Uh, 
Yeah, this isn't really like a product video. This is like a this is like a cinematic trailer. Let me see here. Is they're gonna show? Okay, so there wasn't. So it's called Secret Mountain. Okay, so something's going on. I don't know. Uh, so there was a trailer posted. I watched it. Um, it's very cool. A lot of production value. Uh, very, uh, you know, <clears throat> retail focused. Um, and it does seem like there's some kind of like metaverse digital avatar type thing. I don't know. We'll have to learn more, but you know, February 14th is today the day. And I, you know, this is a cinematic, uh, you know, marketing video. I mean, it's a little, little bit of retail. I'll take it. I'll dig it. We'll see what happens. Um, so, uh, let's quickly talk about um, Seplify because this is a this is one that uh, I think was at really the kind of the the epicenter of the conversations happening. I I, I, <laughs> I gotta be honest. I feel bad for Seplify. Um, Seplify. Seplify, I think, was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, I think that the announcement came out from the foundation about Seplify and in kind of the environment that was created, everyone being stoked up and empowered, it was like just a, a rather kind of, you know, bland announcement from the foundation about a use case that it wasn't really quite clear what it was about from what I took from it is it is really kind of web three incentive points for user actions, like incentivize user task success. So like, um, Hey, we got an app and we want our users to perform this action and perform that action and perform this action. We will reward users and micropayments for doing those actions. Um, and the vertical is the maritime industry and they're, you know, they're trying to grow the workforce and these different types of things. So, Hey, I mean, it's like, you know, there's, you know, the, these types of use cases are going to crop up. You can definitely see um, those types of things being interesting, uh, interesting possible use cases. So I think that again, you know, let me load up, let me load up the H bar foundation website. You know, the H bar foundation um, article, I mean, you know, was, I don't think there was a lot of substance in there. It was just kind of announcing what Seplify is. And to be fair, I think people were goofing on Seplify because they were like, oh, it's Shopify, but C. It's I they they said it's it's Simplify. It's C but simplified. So I was like, ah, okay. Clever. Um, but yeah, the foundation article came out and it's, you know, it wasn't really quite quite clear. And again, <clears throat> part of it is like that lack of information and you know it's it wasn't quite clear like is it a grant and like what you know what's going on with it so i just think that you know it's it, it was just simplify was in the crosshairs and they kind of like took a bit of a uh, a hit at it i i think i'll just kind of see what they're building and what's going on with it uh but there was a gossip about gossip interview with uh one of the folks from simplify and um he kind of touched on what they're doing so i think that the best you know best way to kind of get a little bit of an idea of what they're doing is kind of hear this little clip real quick from the gospel about gossip show that Zenobia does at Swirls and um, just kind of check it out and see what's going on. Money. So yeah, we, we created for uh, international usage, not only for. Yeah. It's like an international use case. Locally. 
Great. And so how do you, how do people onboard on the platform? It sounds like it is a sort of web two to web three experience, right? You have, um, you have a website, you have a place that people are going and using sort of traditional means of registering before you then um, onboard them, you know, with Blade Wallet to potentially use those web three features. We have a website uh, and from, from there, they are red, uh, redirected to Play Store or to, to Google Play Store and to iOS Store. Uh, and also users find our app uh, in those stores organically. Great. Uh, and also the, the wallet, uh, they will install it uh, as a request to join the leatherboard and the, the gamification system. Basically, you can join and earn points uh, if you don't check some uh, requirements. And one of the required uh, point is to, to install and link the Blade Wallet with Simplify app. Okay, great. And so what, what is ahead for you all? You know, you yeah, so <clears throat> for me, it's, it's kind of like that's, that's kind of what the use case is, is it's, you know, incentivize user actions and stuff. So not something we haven't seen before, you know, interesting. I just think that, you know, it's a little bit of a, you know, maybe a lackluster announcement and then didn't really like hit hard. So I think it was just <laughs> wrong, wrong day, wrong day to put that one out. Um, but we'll have to see, uh, let me see what else is going on here. Um, yeah, I mean, there two, two last things I'll just highlight was it seems that there, there might be, uh, another, peer-to-peer -peer fiat on-ramp coming to Hedera, which is very interesting. Um, I know that in Hashpack, they got C14 and a couple of the places they have C14. I know that like Blade Wallet and some other ones have fiat on-ramps, but <clears throat> this is one called uh, Pay, Pay DC, Pay Deca. I don't know. Uh, forgive me. Uh, but this one is a peer-to-peer -peer private and decentralized crypto to fiat trading. Um, they posted a poll that said, should we integrate Hedera? Uh, a 90, 91 point, uh, sorry, 94.1% of people said yes, 800 votes. So, hey, uh, new Fiat on ramp. Uh, let's see what's going on. Uh, we could definitely use that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then also too, um, is there another borrowing protocol coming to Hedera? I know that there is that like serial finance or whatever it is. Um, uh, but also there's this one H liquidity. Um, this is a liquidity for, uh, uh, a fork, uh, from Ethereum onto Hedera. Um, so it's clear that things are starting to take shape. Like there's been a huge demand in, uh, in the in the retail space in the DeFi space for right uh oracles retail oracles lending borrowing um uh, more centralized exchange listings for some of these assets like all sorts of different stuff so there's uh some of these pieces coming in and you know these are some of those things that uh, i think folks get excited about um and i try to see if there's anything else going on um yeah i think that's pretty much the top headlines and worth mentioning again, new governing council member, Mandela's, Hedera, Oreos, Cadbury, Christian Hasker having custom made Hedera Oreos. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I did not see this coming. <laughs> I think that it is a, 
uh, it is Wednesday and it's been a crazy week. Um, and I don't really know what's going to happen from here, but I just know that, uh, we're moving in a forward momentum. So I dig it. I'll take it. Um, and another shout out to supporters of the show. Um, I mean, on the show, we've been able to cover, you know, every, um, major news story. We've had a lot of great guests too, um, which has been great. I actually had patches on the show, uh, last week talking about some really, really exciting, interesting things. So definitely go check that out. Um, independent community supported show. Um, and I think that, you know, I've said my piece on that really, I, I, I gush on the Hedera community. I love you guys. And just, you know, tipping H-Bar and supporting the show. I do have some exciting plans for some stuff I want to do at the show. So really appreciate you guys and helping me grow the show. And um, it's funny. It's like I really discovered running running a show and having a Hedera wallet and just simply people being able to send H-Bar to the show. It's like I found it to be the most effective, almost like communication mechanism of like knowing how much people want the show to grow. That's one really tough thing is like when you're doing a show like this is knowing like, what do people really want? Do they want more? Like you, sometimes you can grow a show too fast or sometimes it can remain stagnant. It's tough to find that balance. So it's actually been like one of the things I've enjoyed the most is just seeing that balance of H bar in the wallet grow. And it just, I just look to it as like, when do I take the next step of growth for the show? And that's kind of like my signal. I kind of go like, okay, people are ready for it. Um, we've got the funds to do it. Let's make it happen. So it's just, it, that's been really, really um, exciting. And it, the show's come so far. We started on Clubhouse. I was doing the show for like 10 people every week, five people every week, it felt like. <clears throat> Over 100 episodes later. Look at us now. I'm looking at myself on a video camera right now on my screen. It's crazy. Got a big microphone set up. I feel like a an actual professional person. And uh, yeah, so big episode, big week, like I said. I mean, we don't need to go over it again, but important conversations happening in the community right now. I do think things are changing. I do think things are moving forward. Um, we're learning that we just cannot miss certain steps with the growth of this network. Um, and, you know, despite how good the technology is, despite how good the governance is, we're not going to be skipping over um, some of those things. We are going to feel those same pains um, that others, the other networks felt when they attempted to get to the top five on coin market cap. Um, Hedera will attempt to get there as well. And that's really, really what, it, what it's going to come down to. I think that retail, <clears throat> here's, what, here's what I'll say. To wrap up my thoughts on this, I think that retail is going to get Hedera to the top five and it's enterprise that is going to keep us there, right? So retail is something we can do right now. Retail moves fast. Let's dive into it. Let's feed those flames. Uh, Hashgraph.news. Get everything you need to know about the show, all past episodes, all the links and info we talked about will be there. Go check it out. And with that, hello future, goodbye past. Thanks for listening to the Hashgraph Enthusiast Show, hosted by Brandon Davenport. 
listen to past episodes and support the show at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. Really appreciate everyone tuning in. H Barbarians, let's go.